Inspired by a galaxy far, far away. You're listening to the Fans of the Force podcast. So intense. I mean, I was, my heart was beating. It's still beating now. I'm getting enough of it. I want to see it again already. A lot of action, a lot of noise. It's more than just a movie. It's kind of like a lifestyle, I guess, almost. Everybody was out there just screaming, yelling. When Lucasfilm logo came up, that was the best. I, I like Darth Vader. It was intense. It was incredible. I loved it. It was awesome. You know, you guys have been there from the very start. You are more like family than fans. And we're back. Welcome to Fans of the Force podcast, episode number five. Our weekly lightspeed jump to the galaxy far, far away. This is Adrian, along with John and Kat Ray, the best podcast co-pilots this side of the Outer Rim. How's everyone's week been so far? Pretty good. Wet. <laughs> Wet. <laughs> it's the Northwest. It's always mm-hmm. wet this time of year. Yeah, I, I got a sand salad today for lunch with the sandstorm. Sweet. Over on Tatooine. That's really got to be horrible. Sandstorm's got to be the worst. They got to be. I mean, it it made Anakin go evil. <laughs> it's on Resist, days, Adrian. It's on days like these. I really do wish I had Luke's poncho. Like, I really yeah. legit think I would would love that right now, but it does have its upside. Like it's it's a good source of fiber. You know, just walk with your mouth open for a bit, chew a little. You know, get, just feel the the grains in your mouth. Sure, yeah. It, uh, sandblast your teeth. Sandblast right. your teeth. Yeah. I, Who needs teeth whitening? I don't have to brush my teeth tonight. You know, I already did that. <laughs> smiling. I'm kidding. It's disgusting. <laughs> but I, I would definitely trade that in for some rain or hail. Or snow. No. We've had all three in the past Mm -hmm. few days. So, John, what's on the agenda for today's episode? We've got a great episode in store for you today. We're going to hit you up with some Star Wars news brought to you by our favorite Cat Ray human. And then we're going to be doing a ranking of the Star Wars films as our main topic discussion today. We'll be each personally ranking our favorite Star Wars films in order. Also... One of our favorite segments, Star Wars Would You Rather, and we'll wrap things up today with Attack of the Fandom. Sounds awesome. Sounds great. Uh, quick note before we start, uh, we're going to be separating our Clone Wars Rewind into its own individual release. Uh, that'll be out on Mondays. So I'm super excited about two releases a week. That's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Love talking about the Clone Wars, so it's going to be great to have that as its own individual segment episodes. So keep an eye out for that on uh, Monday. Uh, Cat Ray, what, what's Fulcrum got for us? This is Fulcrum with an urgent message. All right, let's talk about the news. Uh, first off, uh, we'd like to wish a very happy birthday to the maker himself, George Lucas, who turned 73 on May 14th. And today, the day we're recording, May 16th, is also the 15th anniversary of the release of Attack of the Clones. No way. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> 15 years? Mm-hmm. That's 2002. insane. So we, it's hit true angsty teen stage, which <laughs> no is kidding. maybe appropriate for totally. the film itself. 15 years since the first time we saw Yoda with a lightsaber. Right. <laughs> and got the infamous line about sand. 
Yeah. <laughs> which one? I don't know which one you're talking about at all. <laughs> I have no idea. Appropriate for Adrian's state of being right now. Just saying, I, I can relate to Anakin on some level there. <laughs> and the first time we saw Obi-Wan with a beard, young Obi-Wan with a beard. Oh yeah, with the Jedi mullet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the best look. Fun fact, uh, Attack of the Clones is the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters. No kidding. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. I remember one of my with my friend Alex, his mom and dad took us, and I was just blown away by it. Like we both started like yelling when Yoda popped out his lightsaber. <laughs> he was like, "Oh my god, it's happening." I was not prepared for that moment myself. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! And just seeing him fly around, like, it was insane for for us back then. Oh, yeah, who is the master? It's Yoda. (laughs) It's like, "Ah, take that, Count Dooku. Uh, In some other news, um, and it's been kind of quiet, so some of this was a little bit older. Um, There were two young adult Rogue One tie-in novels that were released on May 2nd, uh, Guardian of the Wills by Greg Rucka and Rebel Rising by Beth Revis. Uh, I haven't read either of them yet, but I've got them on hold at the library, so looking forward to getting a little bit more background on Rogue One. And then in a... Uh, slightly more potentially interesting news. Uh, Deadline reported on Tuesday, May 2nd, that there's going to be a new Star Wars web series coming out sometime this summer or early fall called Science and Star Wars. And the description for this series is an episodic series that explores, explains, and demonstrates the parallels between the science fantasy of Star Wars and the real-world scientific breakthroughs the saga has inspired. Join show host Anthony Carboni and his rotating roster of IBM researchers, scientific experts, guest stars, and Watson to explore and experiment with technology that isn't so far, far away anymore. Watson? So, I yeah, that's the blip I have. I don't actually know. (laughs) Whoa, that totally went under my radar. That's awesome. Yeah, so that was a uh, that was kind of slipped in. Uh, I don't think right before May the fourth. So I'm not sure how many people actually uh, heard about that, but it sounds really interesting. So I'm looking forward to that. It is being um, produced as a Facebook exclusive, so I'm not sure how accessible it's going to be to people that don't have Facebook. I hope it ends up on the Star Wars YouTube channel or in conjunction with that, but. I don't know. And there's no solid release date yet. So, And that's cool because Anthony Carboni being a part of it is is kind of like adds to, you know, him him being on the Star Wars show kind of adds to that web presence that uh, StarWars.com has. That's cool. Yeah. What's it? What's it called again? It's called Science and Star Wars. Science and Star Wars. I like it. Yeah, that's, so I think that'll dope. be really interesting. I'm looking forward to see what they bring to the table. Oh, totally. That's you guys ever catch those? Uh, uh, I don't know if they show them anymore or they make them anymore. But like on Discovery or History Channel, they would yeah have documentaries I, discussing the technology of it. 
Mm-hmm. I've seen at least one of those, and I they do rerun them sometimes infrequently. Um, I definitely know the one I caught was a rerun at one point, but those were always really interesting. So it's kind of this seems like kind of a take on that. So like a should be good, like a web uh, modern day web uh, update or something. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for the news this week. Sweet. Science and Star Wars, I am down. Yeah, that sounds exciting to me. So, uh, cool. I guess from there we should uh, get to the nitty gritty of today's episode. Friendships might end tonight, people. Just <laughs> it's, it's the nature of these things when you start ranking Star Wars films. Uh-huh. So, uh, <laughs> who knows what we're in Ready. for right now? Yeah. <laughs> Bring it. We're laying it all out on the table tonight. <laughs> so uh, this is a heads up. Cat Ray and I have a little bet right now as to which is John's first pick. Oh, really? I think we can all figure that out. <laughs> we, we've got I, our odds on favorite, but I may know. have already mentioned it. <laughs> Probably. Oh. I think I mentioned I mine have, too, come to think of it. <laughs> I may have already mentioned mine. I honestly can't remember if you have. It's the Phantom Menace, right? <laughs> I guess we'll get to it. We'll All right, find so, out. So uh, how how do we want to present these? Yeah. So I we think- discuss maybe just each of us giving a rundown and then talking about it as a big discussion or or we each say our first one, discuss, second one, discuss. I, I don't know. We, we, we talked about it a little I, bit before. I think a cool way to do it is to do them in blocks of like two or three. And then all of us save our number one for last. You want to start from the bottom? Yeah. Start from the, start from the bottom and work our way to the top of the list. Hmm. Huh. So that way we end on a positive, right? So we're not end super on a positive, negative like last week. Like last week's episode, yeah. <laughs> Got a little negative, but we gleamed some some positives out of that as well. It got better as it went on. What say you, Cat Ray? I, we hadn't thought of that, actually. I, I'm down with whatever you guys want to do. I've got my list. I'm ready to discuss. Are you... Agree. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Boom. Let's do it. Uh, should we just say it at the same time? Well, yeah. Well. Ba- based, based on last week's discussion, I think we can all safely assume the very bottom of the list, the Clone Wars <laughs> the Clone movie. Wars. Which I'm not even counting in my rankings. Okay. Because right. <laughs> I'm only counting <laughs> the live <laughs> so action. So far down there, it's not even on. Um, well, I'm only counting the live action because. Okay. That's I racist. Mean, <laughs> because, I mean, honestly, I. Yeah. They, right now, at least to me, the animated is its own category. So I'm only ranking live action. But yeah, I guess if we had to go with the, if we have to put the Clone Wars on there, yes, it's the movie, the Clone Wars movie, then yeah. <laughs> Quick sidebar, if we're counting animation, I'm pretty sure we can all agree it's Clone Wars and then Spark of Rebellion and then live action starts. 
because, I mean, if we're okay, doing an enough, animated yeah. movie, we got to give the TV movie a shot, too, right? That's true. Yeah, I guess that's, that's true. Yeah. Introducing all these complications, guys. <laughs> it's Star Wars. Come on. <laughs> Nothing but complications. All right. Clone Wars and Rebels intro movie out of the way. All right. So on to the live action. Least favorite. One. We go on three. So one, two, say. All right. One, two, the Phantom Menace. Attack Phantom of the Clones. Oh. <laughs> Come on. I know. I I think I think the Phantom Menace is better than the bottom of the list. <laughs> um I think it's underrated. I know a lot of people weren't happy with uh, little kid Anakin, but I I don't not, I do not hate the Phantom Menace, and um, there are parts of it I really love. So it is not my oh. least favorite Star Wars movie. A quick quick note here: we all love all of the films, right? So it's not like totally get a yeah pile up on one in particular. I'm I'm a. I'm a prequel apologist. Uh-huh. From a film guy's perspective, yes, I acknowledge there's so many issues with the prequels. But I still I still like them. There's a place for them in my heart. I grew up with, with them along with the special editions. Sue me. I like them. I'm not a prequels apologist. I'm a prequels lover. So Boom. I don't even care. Um, and fight me. You can find me and we'll fight about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. All right. <laughs> Bring it on. Uh, but yes, I would say Attack of the Clones is my least favorite. Love Cat Got Claws. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite of you for the same reason. I think Attack of the Clones is an underrated Star Wars film. Yeah. Um and and I like that a lot. And now now I do I love The Phantom Menace. I don't get me wrong, but I found in my Star Wars viewing the movies that I go back to more often aren't the prequel movies. They just aren't. I mean, I I rewatch the other ones more often than I do the prequels. But that's not to say there's every single one of them has a moment that to me is like one of the best moments in Star Wars. And for me, yeah. the Phantom Menace, that lightsaber battle with Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and Qui-Gon and Darth Maul um, is like a saving grace for that film. That is like... That is like Probably my favorite lightsaber battle in all of Star Wars is that lightsaber battle. Really? It's an so awesome battle. For, for that for that reason alone, yeah, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, and they're fighting Maul, and he's got the two lightsabers, and he's doing all the kicks and flips, and and then, the, you know, the, the, the force field, the ray field there that mm-hmm. blocks him off, and he's pacing like a like a angry, hungry jungle cat. And Qui-Gon is, like, doing the meditative thing. I mean, there's so much tension, so much action. That's one of the, for me, that's one of the very, very best lightsaber battles in all of Star Wars. So, I mean, for me to say this is my least favorite Star Wars movie, yeah, okay, I'll say that. But this list, for me, changes on a, you ask me any day, and I might give you a totally different list. Except for my 
except for my very favorite Star Wars movie. That'll always be the same. All right. Um, no, I I, I, I could agree with John there for a bit. The lightsaber fight at the end is pretty glorious. That's the first time we saw, you know, properly trained Jedi fighting. And, you know, as a, as a kid, you know, seeing that, you're like, what is this? Double-bladed lightsaber. They're jumping around. Oh, yeah. my God. It was just like it's a kid's, you know, dream come true seeing that. Well, even the beginning of the film when uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are infiltrating the, uh, yeah, the uh, separatist ship. Yeah. And they're going, yeah, totally ninja. It's like, whoa, and Jedis I'm, are really cool. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, so the ending, the the final battle is pretty freaking cool. You got the Star Wars three three uh, point uh, climax. You got the space battle, the the yeah. other uh, uh, army battle, and then you got the lightsaber fight. Yeah, I like the beginning because it, it's ramping up to something. You got the covert Jedi infiltrating. Uh, you know they're building up to something. My issue sure. with Phantom Menace is that it stops in the middle, and it just yeah. stops for like yeah. an hour until okay, let's get on with the plot again. Yeah, I mean yeah. we had that was supposed to be like the most important part of the movie. I think because we're introduced to baby Darth Vader at that point. Right. That point of the movie should have felt epic. It should have been like ominous something. Hmm. You know, we're also introduced to three PO there again after right. you know seeing him last in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, all the ingredients were there for you know a good middle act of just you know building up to the pretty awesome uh, climax of the film. Yeah, yeah. But it just stopped, and I did yeah. not care at all about the pod races. I didn't care about Watto. <laughs> it's just so much in the third act that kills it for me and for me for that reason it's at the bottom just because your movie can't just take a nap in the middle yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i i totally understand where you're coming from with that and i mean it's it's easy to 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 focus negative vibes on jar jar binks and this is the movie with his biggest role right so if you love or hate Jar Jar, that is going to help decide the placement of this film in your personal <laughs> rankings. You know, I personally don't care that that yeah. much I, um, uh, negative wise about him. I, he doesn't bother me that much. It, he, they totally could have helped that character if they would have voiced him differently. <laughs> I think that would help. Yeah. You know, it's really the voice that kind of gets. It doesn't matter that he's goofy and he gets, you know, he does stupid things. And I mean, that's for the little kids, you know, but yeah. that whole the whole voice, the the voice character uh of Jar Jar is what really kind of kind of does it. the character disservice. I bet. agree. I think yeah. the character and this may be an unpopular opinion. The character, I think, had potential. Like yeah. his role, what he represented. Right. Um, but yes, I agree that the voice, the the voice acting choice that the the, the George accent. went with. It's, yeah, it's really it, the accent. It's it's not even the actor. It's the accent. Yes. You know, if he would have played agree. it a little straighter, it wouldn't have been so over the top, hard to listen to. 
Yeah. I actively avoided mentioning Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because that's how indifferent I am to him for the most part. Even as a kid, it's like, oh, look, the silly frogman. Uh, okay. Yeah. Get back to the Jedi See, stuff. I didn't focus when Phantom on him. Menace, when Phantom Menace came out, my youngest daughter really liked Jar Jar. And so that helped me really like Jar Jar. Because here's my baby that loves him, you know. <laughs> so, Veronica, for you, I'll always love Jar Jar a little bit. My God, the feels. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, I have Attack of the Clones listed last, but I mean, I'm the same as John. Like, really, it's really hard for me to say, well, it's my least favorite because I love yeah. all of them. Right, um, yeah. But I think for me, I put Attack of the Clones last just for general sheer awkwardness that that movie has um, in places. And I mean, I love parts of it. Don't get me wrong. And, oh, you know, sure. just like all of them. Um, but I think overall for me as like the total package, it just feels slightly weaker um, than some of the other movies. Hmm. I can see that. All right. So I think you're totally on. wrong. That's completely <laughs> wrong. I mean, it doesn't have that bogged down middle section. And it's got it's got great moments in Star Wars history. We're seeing the birth of the clones here and where the I clone know. army comes I from. <laughs> and his, from a historical standpoint, you've got you've got Anakin emerging as this really powerful character. Um, you start to see the dark tendencies in his character in this film. This is a pretty darn good middle act for me. You know, <laughs> you're 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 starting to get the connection of Palpatine is up to something and and what's going on. And you've got that working on one side. You've got the whole Django Fett thing working on another side. And and then we get the battle with Dooku. Which is pretty sweet. I know. You're making yeah. me feel bad, but... <laughs> so, it, it, it's, it's safe to assume I'm just that... Pr- uh, I'm, proving you, I'm proving to you that you're wrong. That's all well, I'm doing. <laughs> then you're don't, really don't pro- feel bad about it. <laughs> I'm right. You're wrong. Just That's just the way it is. Well, then we're probably really going to have fun with the, the next few. I did see friendships would die tonight. Um, John, it's safe to assume that Attack of the Clones is the next up for you? Yeah, it's the next one up for me. So so that's my number seven. For Cat Ray, it's the Phantom Menace? No, actually. Oh. Oh. Yeah, mixing it up here. here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, unpopular opinion time. It's The Force Awakens. Boom. Ooh. Wow. All right. <laughs> Throwing it all out there. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> so tell me tell me why you think you're right about that, and I'll tell you why you're completely wrong. <laughs> Go ahead. Be nice, John. So it's not so I ha- I preface this by saying I really enjoyed The Force Awakens. Yeah. Um and so it's not and not an easy decision for me um to list it where it is. Um, and it was a struggle between that and the Phantom Menace. So there you go. Um, but I think what it comes down to me for The Force Awakens is is what you were talking about, John, when you said earlier that you don't go back to the prequels to rewatch them. 
I have not gone back to rewatch The Force Awakens. And yeah, that but that's t- on you. That's not on me. <laughs> that's your issue. Well, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is no, that in no, terms you. Just of, you know, reaching for a Star Wars movie, that's not been like, oh, I want to rewatch a Star Wars movie. Let right. me pick oh, The Force Awakens. And, you know, I have some other issues with The Force Awakens. Um just in terms of things that they decided to do and where they decided to take the plot and some of <clears throat> the choices they made about storylines. I love all of the new characters that were introduced. So Poe and Finn and Ray and even Kylo. Um, but I have some issues with some of the way they decided to do that. Um, so <laughs> that's... I guess that's what brings it down for me overall. I can respect that. Here's why you're wrong. Why is she wrong? There you go. (laughs) Because for me, The Force Awakens has some of the very best acting that we've ever had in Star Wars. I mean, you've got, I mean, I think we can all agree Daisy Ridley is an absolute amazing amazing actress and they were so blessed to find her in their casting and Mm -hmm. whoever whoever said that's our gal uh, they deserve a raise because (laughs) she she is probably she's right up there as one of the finest actors that we've had in 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 star wars films the way that she can switch from being such a lovable character that we all really are are feeling her pain and everything to being someone who can be a strong, powerful woman. And it's convincing. It doesn't feel forced and she can do it without putting on the angry face. You know what I mean? It's, it's totally convincing. You buy into her acting and it's just so brilliant. And then to couple that with John Boyega, who is another one that you just absolutely instantly fall in love with him and he does this whole movie with an American accent, and the dude's British, and you'd never know it. I mean, that takes skill. So for it, those two reasons alone, you got to shoot The Force Awakens <laughs> up your rankings because their performances are so brilliant. Oh, I totally agree. She, to be I, fair, she did say she loved the characters. Right. And I, and she I did. think their performances yeah. are brilliant. Like, right. I. I do not have any quibble with John Boyega. I love John Boyega. God, I think he's he amazing. He's a real sweetheart. Yes, yeah. he is going to do great things. It is nothing. It has nothing to do with uh, the actors at all. Right. It, for me, for me, it's where they decided to continue the story. I guess is what is what my issues with the Force Awakens are. Yeah. And I mean, it's Star Wars, right? So I still love sure. it. And right. I mean, Adrian and I were talking earlier and really it's like my top two or maybe three and then the rest are all kind of tied. Yeah, so, I know. I, I, I feel the same way. You know, but so for it's the not sake really, of drama, I'm going to yes. hammer at you on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Right. But I'm just laying it out there. I'll tell so, you this. Okay. I've got The Force Awakens ranked higher than Rogue One. Ooh. Oh, we're going to have fun when we get to that then, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. 
I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> and I hope you do. I hope you do. Thank you once again for joining us on this final episode of Fans of the Force Podcast. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. So you guys have the Phantom Menace as number seven. So what about yes. number six? Uh, depending on my mood, it's either Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. Well, I I guess I've got this. Yeah. So I've got eight films that I've ranked. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so eight was Phantom Menace. Seven for me was Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. And six is Revenge of the Sith. All right. So, so, so far you and me are pretty much the same right now, John. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. got the Phantom Menace for my sixth. And I think what... <clears throat> What um, saves the Phantom Menace for me is Padme. Um, totally. And that's her strongest movie of the three prequels. Um, and so I really feel like in some senses, even though we're introduced to Anakin and Obi-Wan in that movie, part of it is really Padme's story and, you know, her fight for the freedom of Naboo. Um but, you know, I have a soft spot for The Phantom Menace. That was the, you know, first Star Wars movie in 22 years to hit the screen. Um, even though the middle does slow down, and I agree, I'm not super into the pod race It doesn't scene. slow down. It takes a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Get it right. Well, I, I, can, I can already tell that my kids are going to freaking love that uh, part when we get there. I mean... I already know. They'll think that's the greatest thing ever. The pod um, racing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But um <laughs> but that doesn't kill it for me. Uh so you know, I've got I've got a soft spot for that one. So it's number six on my list. For me, the injustice of the Phantom Menace is to have a great actor like Liam Neeson and not let him really act. Yeah. I mean, he he didn't have to show a whole lot of emotion. He was just always level-headed in every situation. And so they didn't let him really, really act, which was a letdown for me. Well, that's just the problem with the script again, because he had Liam Neeson, yeah. Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, who would in the future win an Oscar. Right. And even at that age, he was already, you know, such an accomplished actress. Mm-hmm. They just weren't given much to work with, yeah, at all. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I agree. I mean, that's a that's an issue that kind of plagues the prequels. I mean, overall, it's all go anywhere online that talks about Star Wars, and yeah, and then you finally, you finally in uh, Revenge of the Sith have a written character that is supposed to give you all the emotion that's been pent up for the last two movies. And you get Hayden Christensen to, okay. Okay. Hayden Christensen. Don't hate on Hayden <laughs> Christensen. Don't hate on Hayden. But, but <laughs> what I'm, but the choice, <laughs> but the choice to not let Neam Lee, uh, Lee and Neesom act, <laughs> But let a lesser actor in Hayden Christensen, he is a lesser actor. Yeah, he is. I mean, accomplished wise, you know, 
And to give him the meaty role and let him try to act, it's it it's handcuffing yourself. Dude, I'm imagining know? Liam Neeson as Anakin Skywalker now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. And how cool would that? How convincing would he be as the guy that lost his love and turned to the dark side? I have a particular shit of Jedi skills. Right. Skills I've acquired over a long Jedi right. career. Yeah. I will find you. I will kill You're you. You're caught me by Palpatine. <laughs> well, yeah, we can talk about the timing of the prequels and how that just is no good because but ha- I agree ha- with that overall. Yeah. And having said that, I, I think Revenge of the Sith is my favorite prequel movie. So, I mean, despite. So, even though. You had an actor that doesn't really have the chops to really, truly pull off that role. It was a good film. And it was and you did get still that mm. that torment and that pain and that frustration. Mm. A, a better actor would have would have made this film, though, mm. probably closer to my top three. I think, well, you notice I haven't talked about Revenge of the Sith yet in my rankings. No, you haven't. I yeah. Yeah. I personally think, well, I guess I personally think though that Hayden was really hobbled by the script, the script? Yep. and certain directing. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> George I agree. Lucas is infamous and, for being a bad actor director. So And I yeah. think I think if you go and watch like gifs of Revenge of the Sith without sound and you actually like look at Hayden's face and what he's doing. No, you'll find you're, okay, you can laugh, you, but are you proving a point or turn the audio <laughs> off and it's not half bad? I mean, but but that's what <laughs> Remember, I, like, I'm, I'm a Hayden apologist too. This is again what right. I was working with. But yeah. damn, that's... no, and and no, I'm, I want, I'm, I'm not saying, trying to slay the poor guy. I'm, I'm. What I'm trying to say is that, like, if you watch his face and facial expressions, what he brings across there. If you, you know, some people complain about the whiny voice or whatever. Um, but I think if you actually watch like his physical um Good performance. Acting. His eyes. Um a little bit. You know, I think I think he does that was done well despite some terrible dialogue and um direction. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You know, it's it's interesting that we're talking about Hayden's acting. Because it's these two movies that he's in, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, that are always kind of mm-hmm. flip-flopping for me. Because, yeah. like John, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite prequel uh, Star Wars film. But I think Attack of, Attack of the Clones is a tighter script. Revenge of the yeah. Sith rushed to get to set everything in oh, place so for the much. prequels. I mean, you have Anakin mourning, just like, oh my god, my, wife's gonna, my wife is going to die, to slaying younglings all in 20 minutes. <laughs> that's yeah you're rushing it you're just on overdrive and they get to the end well attack yeah. of the clones i love obi-wan's side plot you know you got the i brought this up in the in the genre episode you got obi-wan yep. doing his little noir detective side story you got the mm-hmm. diner scene yep that was yep. different we hadn't seen that before in star wars that's cool yeah the love story was interesting on paper but execution wise yeah it was botched but it, the idea was there 
And then you just got that amazing Geonosis scene with the the Jedi army pretty much fighting a bunch of droids. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That that was so cool. And that yeah. whole the whole I I I the whole Roman gladiator scene too, that was cool. Mm-hmm. From the time they get to Geonosis, all of them, Anakin and Padme arrive on Geonosis to the end, I think it's fantastic. I love, yeah. I love, love, love that an attack of the clones. Revenge of the Sith, though, I mean, you got the showdown between Obi-Wan and Anakin, which is just incredible. One of my favorite lightsaber fights. Um, You got to see so, actual Clone Wars war. Like the acting on the on the on the on the soldiers themselves were more military like, mm-hmm. and, and Attack of the Clones, he just kind of static, you know, holding guns, pew pew. While in <laughs> Revenge of the Sith, it looked like they were doing tactics. They were they had maneuvers. So yeah. I'm always flip flopping on those, just because I enjoy Revenge of the Sith more, but Attack of the Clones did more groundwork and did things differently. I think for the sake of the podcast and our ranking today. Attack of the Clones is seven, and then Revenge of the Sith is six. <laughs> but ask me again tomorrow, and I'll be like, hmm. So. Yeah, I, I'm the same way with, with those two films. I, I like them both about the same. But today, Revenge of the Sith, I think I like a little bit better. Yeah. Just how I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Number five. Adrian, why don't you start with your number five? My number five? My number five be The Force Awakens. And mostly because I, I am one of those, the plot points are the same as A New Hope for me. Yeah. It's it's just, it's just, I'm not, I'm not J.J. Abrams' biggest fan. I'm just going to lay that out there right now. Okay. I think <laughs> the Force Awakens is his best film. Oh. So there's that. There's that compliment. Good okay. job on restarting the franchise because JJ, I think, <laughs> did what needed to be done. It's just mm-hmm. remind True. people of Star Wars, remind people of how it makes you feel. And he did, totally did that. But as far as the plot goes, he just, I think, I mean, it was a new hope again. Desert Planet. Chosen one on the desert planet escapes on the Falcon. You know, just another Death Star at the end. They literally say it's another Death Star in the film. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a lot of a lot of that kind of. I I love the film. I love. I I cried in the theater when Han died. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Why did it, it, it up? Oh, hang on, I'm soon. gonna need a minute. I'm gonna need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Carry on. Say, like, Kylo, you <laughs> bastard. Um, <sighs> but, uh, oh, God. And I'm thinking about Han. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Way to bring down the I'm podcast. I'm going to need another Adrian. minute. Hang on. That's <laughs> the last episode. We're going out in a bang. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a safe movie. And that's my biggest thing with J.J. Abrams' movies. He makes great popcorn flicks that just play it too safe. So they're entertaining. The acting is always good, but they're never innovative. They're never different. That's a good point. So I agree with a lot of what you're saying about The Force Awakens in general. Um, it's a beautifully shot film. 
I, I the the Kylo, the fight at the end, Kylo versus Ray. That is the most beautiful, oh, so good lightsaber yeah. fight in the whole series. I think yeah. as far as just like yeah, cinematography it's and, and it's so Japanese samurai. It you know? is. You got samurai two samurai. Yep, you've got two samurais in the snow battling one on one, um, for you know Excalibur. You know, yeah. Yeah. Two samurais fighting for Excalibur. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> mixing genres. You bet. But Star Wars is always a mix of genres. Oh, good catch, Adrian. Uh, <laughs> like as soon as he said Excalibur, I was like, wait, <laughs> what? But don't worry, man. I'm battling a- for the samurai version of Excalibur. How's that? <laughs> for samurai Jack's about- magical sword. Right yeah. there, we go. What about you, John? What's number five for you? Uh, for me, this is where you guys are going to kill me. Uh, Rogue One is my number five. Um, well, and I love Rogue One. Don't get me wrong. It's it's a great, it's probably the greatest Star Wars film that's a one-shot film, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just a, a one pill, <laughs> one pill you can swallow. It's a, you know, it's, they did a perfect standalone because it is a standalone. It works by itself, but it also works in the context of the rest of the story. But it's kind of like a side trip for me. It's like Mm -hmm. this, this side step off of the Skywalker saga, you know? So it's a little, just a little step to the side. And then we get back to it, you know, with a, with a sky, with a Skywalker character at the very end, you know? Um, May I? The Vader parts. The Vader parts are really cool. Um, um, I love Krennic. I love that cool. character. Loved it. Um, uh, Jin was really cool. Um, the supporting cast was okay for me. Um, K two was awesome. Yes, but I, I, I think just <clears throat> for me. There wasn't a character on the rebellion side that I could really connect with, you know. Fair enough. The, I, I we've, mean, Cassian's we've said, cool. We've said several like times him. that Rogue he's, One has. He's kind of like he's kind of like, like Han Solo light without the witty, you know, sarcasm. Um, That's because interesting. Because K two K two gets the sarcasm stuff, so they kind of split Han Solo between Cassian and K two. But K two is also the Chewbacca character, and you know, and but he's also the R two D two character. So it's like, it's it works. It works great, and it's a fantastic film, and it's a good film to show people who don't know Star Wars and go, okay, just watch this one and tell me if you like Star Wars. You know, but is, is it, but it's also so. just kind of like a side story for me. It's like just that that. That little step to the side. It's a good film, great film, but it's it's not the meat of Star Wars. It's not. It's mm. not the big, <laughs> the big, the big driving uh, storyline of Star Wars. You first, Kettery. Uh, I was I was just gonna say that it's interesting that you um, compare Cassian and Han because I don't actually think Cassian and Han are that much alike at all neither do i, I well, think they're the, they're, i think they're jin the, and han are more alike than cassian and han like, she's cassian, literally solo throughout the movie part of her cassian, is getting to work with people cassian is like princess leia i mean 
a lot more <laughs> much darker version, but right. you know, kind of yeah. that like murdering your friends kind of. Murdering your friends. Han Solo didn't murder a friend. He murdered no, a bounty he, hunter. That was he, totally mur- he murdered Greedo. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, when you talk, when you think about like Cassian's role in the rebellion. Um, and just how that's like an intrinsic part of who he is and, you know, looking at Leia, whereas you've got Han and Jin who are both drawn into the rebellion kind of against their, you know, first thought, you know, Han wasn't going to be a part of the rebellion until he met see that. Le- Leia see that. and Luke and then Jin gets pulled in because of her father. And I mean, saw Guerrera too, but she leaves that but behind she's, and then but gets she's drawn also back the in. Luke, she's also the Luke character, the reluctant hero who wasn't going down that path and has to be asked and re-asked to, to, to take on the role, you know? Yeah, in, in a way. To an extent. Luke you and know, Rey I see are her like way the more, chosen one character. I see her way the... more like Luke than I see her as Han. Yeah, I see I her way more like Luke. Okay, I I get a I get more of a Han vibe from Jin, but anyway, um, no, I'm totally fine with you putting Rogue One as number five. Um, I haven't mentioned my number five yet, um, but uh, I think I think that's a I think that's a fair place to put it. Can, can I can I tell John now why he's wrong? Yes, <laughs> yes. tell me, please. <laughs> All right, John. Here, here, here's what's going down now. Lay down, my brother. <laughs> First up, I'm going to agree with you on one thing. Rogue One definitely has a character issue. We've brought it up several times before in the past. You just don't really get attached to any of the characters uh, in the film too much, besides maybe Jen and, and Krennic. I think Krennic got some more tre- better treatment than some of the other characters, but not not much. It hurt um, me more when K2 died than anybody else. Oh, yeah. The first time mm. I saw it in the theaters, I yeah. sobbed when K2 died. Yeah. Full stop. Not ashamed. <laughs> that was the saddest part. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. You anyway. were extrapolating, good sir. Yeah, so all these all these characters have personalities, but no actual character arcs. They didn't evolve or change throughout the film. That's what kills it for a lot of people. And that's a yeah. point I, I, I admit, yes, but this film is completely plot driven. It never lets up at any point for me, I think. It's bang, bang, moving along, moving along, moving along. The beginning's a little wonky with all the location changes, but once we get to Edu, uh, I think it's fantastic all the way to the end. Uh, what I love so much about Rogue One is that it strays away from the Skywalker family and opens up the universe a bit more. Um, in a film that isn't a comic or a, a, a book or a show. Sure. It opens up the universe cinematically, even if it is, if it is a familiar era, familiar characters popping up, which I think is something that Star Wars really needs to be able to survive its current resurgence. So I, I give Rogue One a lot of props for just being that different. While at the same time feeling so much like Star Wars. And I get just the cherry on top. That is the first time we've ever seen Vader go ham in a movie like that. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Living up to the title of the Dark Lord. The one that's feared 
by right. all the other characters. That is the first time we actually saw him in motion. Not a comic, not a book. Actually seeing him do it. I was standing up in the theater just like, oh my god, this is happening. Pure fan service there. Pure fan and, service, and, but I love it. The was, best it was kind of fan ex- service. No, yeah, no, it was excellent. I mean, it was, it was real, it could have been even longer for me, yes. you know. That that hallway scene could have been at least another 30, 45 seconds longer of just watching Vader just destroy people, you know? That could have been that it was really cool. No, I totally agree. That was a that was an absolute highlight of that film. So despite some of its setbacks, I think Rogue One just paved the way for a whole new branch of of uh, one-offs and spin-offs and just different types of Star Wars storytelling that don't revolve around the Skywalkers. Which, I mean, if we just get nothing but Skywalker, I'd be fine with that, too, because, yeah, the Skywalkers. But you but, still get you still get Sty- Skywalker stuff in there with Vader and Leia, you know. Yeah, but they weren't Both the making appearances. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. They weren't. Um, the focus was, you know, the, the group of rebels who got the Death Star plans. And for me, what could have made that movie even better... Is give me more of that that battle in paradise. I wanted to see more stormtroopers in the in the clear blue water with the gray clouds over the top and that they all the things that got cut. cut all the cut, things yeah, that exactly. got cut. I wanted to see that so bad. I just thought that was gonna be the coolest. And if they would have added, you know, a couple minutes of that, you know, it would it push it even farther up for me a little bit. That's a, that's a, that's another thing that I'm glad you brought that up because I totally forgot about that. The Battle of Scarif, I think the whole, the whole thing, the space battle, the land battle, that is, I think the best Star Wars action scene on film to date. The way the really? space battle is put up, I mean. I think the space battle part, you're right, but I think the land so battle was just kind of like. The space battle. For I don't sure. know. It I could have been. It could have been done better. I felt it could have been done better. Here we were getting. We we're getting what was called. All right, we're going to get a Star Wars war movie, and it's a full war movie. And when they get to the war part, it was kind of a letdown, <laughs> a little bit. You know, but except the space battle part was awesome. The space battle, but the part land is... battle, sick. It's crazy good. It's probably the best space battle. In in Star Wars, it's the best dogfight to date. For, for, okay, cool. I can take that. I, I agree. The land yeah. battle, the land battle. That's what I wanted in Return of the Jedi. I wanted more. I wanted more. Well, speaking of Return of the Jedi, that is oh, my number five. Snap! Wow. <laughs> that's my number five. It was the Ewoks that drag, dragged it down, wasn't it? No. It wasn't. No, it That's was me. not the Ewoks. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm a no, huge I, Ewok fan, so. I, yeah, I love the Ewoks. No, I think I think what kills Return of the Jedi, and like, again, you know, it's really hard because there are parts of this movie that I absolutely love. Um, yeah. I think I think it's the whole Death Star, second Death Star that kills Return of the Jedi for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not I mean, you know, there's there's so many things I love about Return of the Jedi. I mean, Luke and Leia, Luke and Vader, you know, there's, Luke and Luke. there's so many there's so many good things in the movie. 
Um, but I think as as a whole, I it's just yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I like it, of course, you know, and or I love it because it's Star Wars, but just in terms of my, you know, overall list, I think it it pales in comparison to some of them. Hmm. That was your number five, you said? Yes, my number five. Mm. Okay. All right. It's getting interesting now. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, I agree with everything you just said. And I I'll be but, curious to see where you guys have placed it on your lists. I'll say this. Clear clearly higher than five for yes. me. <laughs> Well, but how much higher than that? Right. I'll say this. I put... Did I do that? See, it's it's Return of the Jedi and my other one that are always kind of flipping too. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I could, I could flip-flop this with number four, but we'll... Hmm. Get there. Okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a thumbtack on that. Because okay. my, my friend's right. going to become relevant later on. <laughs> right. All right. Yep. And that's kind of how I'm feeling about my ranking of Jedi. I'll talk more about it when we get to my my ranking number. All right. <laughs> so, I, I, oh, no, you're you're fine at five. That's that's okay. Jedi's fine at five. <laughs> that's allowed. <laughs> yeah, I'll allow it. All right. I'll tell you why you're wrong later, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> What's your five, Adrian? My five? Yeah. It was The Force Awakens. Okay. All right. So what was your five? Mine was Rogue One. <laughs> so we're now well, all... Cat Race was Return of the Jedi, so now we're on number four. Yes. We're on number four. Okay. All right. This is where the friendships are going to say dying people. I don't know. Friendship might have already died when I. No, no, we're still Star Wars friends, guys. We still all love these movies. Let That's me go right. first, and then tell me right. if you still want to be my friend. All okay. Right. Keep in mind the other movies that I, I, I still have not been ranked for, uh-huh. for me, right. and I'm putting yeah. this one at this spot. Okay. okay, go ahead. A New Hope. Oh, what? Cat really hates me. No, uh, I, I just, I'm. No, that a, I, no, it, it, it. I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I'm just disappointed. That's all. I, I have to say that I'm a little surprised. Um, just because you know it's it's the first. Star Wars movie. I know. And I know. I, I know that it's not perfect. I can I acknowledge that. Um, but just like the the wonder, the hope, the you know, kind of like uplifting feeling that a new hope has. Well remember, remember I said that just based on like the I don't know that I say this during the podcast or before we started recording. Well anyway, <laughs> at one point I said that I'm ranking these based on my film theory structured mind. Yes, okay. fair enough. And right. we were just doing this based on feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, A New Hope would be way farther up. Okay. But All as right. a film theory dude with a bachelor's degree in the subject, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to put A New Hope 
not on top or number two. Because as groundbreaking as it was, and as amazing as what followed, what it started was, mm-hmm. A New Hope by itself isn't that... Oh, God, I feel like I'm going to get lynched for this. You yeah. might. <sighs> give me give me some rope. I'll hang it. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll tell you give why me you're that wrong. Rope. Give me that rope. <laughs> the reason we love the characters so much is because they were all just based on archetypes. They had the bare bone uh, development just because they were all based on the archetypes, the hero, the... Mm-hmm. the oh God, the, the wise old man, the... The kidnapped princess, all good for you know one of those epic stories, but that's it. You had Luke's family uh, killed, but he mourns the loss of an old man he met two days ago more than them. Within the film, anyway, that's the, the way it was edited. It looked like that. Princess Leia lost her entire planet, and she's consoling him about the old man. It's a lot of little things like that throughout the film that, again, from a character study perspective, bogs okay. it down for me. From okay. a feelsy perspective, yeah, it's like my number right. two or one. Okay? Sure. Please don't kill me. Sure. 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 Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, on John's list now. Uh, <laughs> I think we have the answer to our bet, Adrian- though. Adrian, you ignorant slut. <laughs> hey, now. No. No, no. That's an end. SNL reference. Where it's, yeah. I'm just teasing. No. No, they, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, here's, the, here's the other thing. I know the rest of your list. And on any given day, I know that this whole list could be different if I, if I were to ask you. So I, I know you don't. You don't hate a new hope. I know that. Hey, you're not hey, hating hey, on hey, it. Hey, 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 I know bro. you're not hating on bro. it. Right? Never said the word hate I kn- with a new hope. No, I know. I know that. And I'm and I'm illustrating that point, you know. Um another fun fact, a new hope is the one I have the most posters for. Ooh. Uh, all, all right. right. So that. Okay. <laughs> all right. I got a new hope poster in my bathroom. I got two in my living room when it works. So, uh, okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you all the things that I love about a new hope when we get to where I've got it ranked. Yeah. So <laughs> so I, I'll have more words about that. Me too. But I, I disagree that it it needs to be on everyone's top three list. So <laughs> I'm, my top I'm dis- five. that's why I'm disappointed. Okay, again, John, it could switch. To I know you could. Don't, don't I know. <laughs> That's why I'm not going to nail you to a cross right now. <laughs> Good Lord. But I am disappointed. Like I said, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> Feeling the heat here. All right, Kat, what's yours? Uh, my number four is Rogue, Rogue One. One. <laughs> okay. Um. So... Like like we've mentioned before, it has it has some character issues. Some of the characters are a little thin as portrayed on screen. Um, but overall, I felt um, like it was a perfect standalone movie. I thought it was a good sideways step in the Star Wars universe um, without having a Skywalker as the main focus of the right. movie. Um, I, you know, like Adrian mentioned the the section starting at Edu going towards the end, Vader, 
the space battle. It's fantastic. Um, even despite the thin characterization of some of the supporting cast, I still really felt and mourned their deaths. And I know some people have varying reactions to that, but every time I watched it in the theater, I, I identified with a different one of those characters and was more strongly affected by their deaths. Um, and overall, I just think it was a beautifully shot film. Um, I, I liked the story. You know, it's close to the original trilogy, which obviously near and dear to all of our hearts. Uh, so it comes in at number four for me. Okay. What about you, John? For my number bad. four, <laughs> go, can you guess my number four? Uh, well, I'm going to say Return of the Jedi. Same. Adrian? Yeah, same. Return of the Jedi. It's actually The Force Awakens. Mm. It's my okay. number four. Yeah. All right. Respectable um, number four? Yeah. my it, The the reason... I guess. I, that, I've, that I've pointed <laughs> out in the past it, already in this, in this podcast is that the acting of Daisy Ridley and John Boyega um, really set this over the top for me and really help it rise above being an echo of a new hope you know yeah i mean there's a lot of similarities i mean you you'd have to be uh pretty uh, you know blindfolded and and and, <laughs> and earmuffs on not to notice the similarities between a new hope and a force awakens but it like adrian said it it kind of had to be that a little bit you know, it needed to be a reminder of what, why Star Wars is so fun. Maybe not to the extent that it was, and which is why it also drops it down on the list for me, is because, yeah, it did also echo a little too much. It was a little too similar, um, which is, yeah, whatever, it's Star Wars. Give me Star Wars. I want new Star Wars. <laughs> We're getting new Star Wars. We're introduced to some really cool characters that I care about, that I connect with. I connected with Ray. I connected with Finn. I connected with Poe, you know, and I, and I cared for these characters immediately. And that's a testament not only to the way they were written, but also the way they were portrayed. And they're, they're acting, those three characters, those three new characters, uh, their acting is what really draws me in to The Force Awakens. And that's why I can go back and rewatch it and just watch their performances. And every time I watch it, I notice something a little different that maybe I didn't notice the you know in subsequent viewings, um, especially with Daisy. Oh, God, she's good. She's so good at giving you the feels, you know. Um, True. Yeah, you know the other the other problems the other problems with the film that 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 don't let allow it to be uh, higher up there are you know I mean we we get the end of of one of the iconic characters and it just hurts so much but that also does lend to um, nobody's safe none of these characters are safe if they're going to kill off Han Solo. you know, what's to say they won't kill off Leia? What's to say they won't kill off Luke? Ugh. I mean, obviously, Daisy, we're going to see her through all three movies. You know, she's the new star of, of Star Wars. Um, and same probably with Finn. He'll probably make it through all of them. 
Poe wasn't supposed to, and they kept him. Um, yeah, which I I think is a testament to um, how well uh, he that character was acted as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I know a lot of people saw the death of Han Solo coming. I didn't. I'm like, oh man, you've got this great legacy character. I was I was. I mean, I knew it was coming as soon as I saw the catwalk, but up yeah. until that point, I was like, I didn't have any any sense that they would kill him off up until that moment. And yeah, I want to bet that night. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> but I, I'm, I mean, I for me, I mean, Han, I I never have had a, a favorite character. I like them all so much, but at times, Han's been real close to a favorite character of mine and so maybe i was just in denial and maybe my brain just wouldn't allow me to go there but um the the (laughs) death of his character really kind of like made me go oh crap nobody's safe (sighs) (laughs) now we're all sad i'm I'm thinking (laughs) about i'm going back to the scene like in the theater, right? It happens. I like. I, I might have overdone it. Just I saw it coming, but I it just really hurt. And yeah. you know, my oh, buddy's dude. next to me. He's like, "Dude, shut the f up!" Yeah, <laughs> he just told me to shut up. Like you're sniffling too loud. <laughs> it's like, dude, how you punched him? Just that's all. I'm just dying. Died. <laughs> They're not even going to be able to recover the body. He fell down. Right. The, oh. And then the whole planet blows up. Then the I mean, he's gone. Up. God. Talk about, yeah, keeping like, indignities on Han Solo. Sheesh. Um, afterwards, I just told him, you're just pissed because I won the bet. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, I won the other bet again for Rogue One. He's not going to bet me anymore, he said. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, and other things I love about The Force Awakens, BB-8. I mean, who doesn't love BB-8? He's so <laughs> awesome. So I can't cute. wait to see more of him. Too. Yeah, maybe it's a you know scene stealer for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm super excited to see what he'll do in the rest of of the films. His his little solo adventure, that mini solo adventure on Jakku, that was just so short until he meets up with Ray. He's just so cute, running around looking at stuff, <laughs> and you know, I just like I like the character. I like the droids. Um, so yeah, that's my number four, Force Awakens. That's a good choice. What about you, Adrian? Number four? Yeah. It was a new hope. Oh, duh. Oh my god. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Jack, what was your number four? John hates me now, remember? Uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're on to number three. Number three. Cat, take it away. Revenge of the Sith. Is my number three. Um, While obviously, like all of the prequels, it has its problems. And I agree that the pacing is a huge issue. um, Although that's kind of a prequels problem also. Um, Just the whole the whole downfall of Anakin, the downfall of the Republic, that kind of the culmination of the battle on Mustafar between Anakin and Obi-Wan and then the birth of Luke and Leia and kind of that lead, you know, as the lead into the original trilogy. Um, 
I hate Padme's death. You know, that really that really kills um, part of it um, or a lot of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But still, I think I think overall just having that um, the the visualization of Anakin's downfall uh, into into the dark side and then transformation into Darth Vader um, puts it at the number three spot for me. Despite its other issues, of which there are several. No, yeah, Revenge of the Sith definitely gets you right in the emotions at the end. Just when all the pieces start falling into place for A New Hope, you're like, wow, they're, uh, it's happened. Like, who yeah. didn't get chills when the helmet came down? Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah. first breath you hear and you just see the fog. Yeah. Uh, the mist in the room reacting to him. You're like, oh, yeah. my God, this is, this is Star Wars. This is, oh, that's the power. Yeah. Of the mythology that was missing, I think, in Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. for the most part. So I can see why you would put Revenge, you know, pretty high up, just because of that. I mean, it, ugh, just that scene alone. Absolutely. Yep. Throwing it out there, too, the, the no at the end doesn't bug me as much as... <laughs> it seems to bug the rest of the internet it's a little hokey but i agree it doesn't bug me as much you know if, what do you want him to say oh rats yeah, you know shoot it's got to be it. something somewhat epic he's found out that padme the 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 one that he loved the one that he he um disobeyed the jedi code to mm-hmm. to marry and and have kids with and and he was everything that he was doing was for her because he was afraid to lose her. And um, and he lost her anyway. And it's because of him that he lost her. So yeah. everything backfired. It needed it's to be heartbreaking. Epic. It needed to yeah. be. Yeah. And so what if it was a little cartoony, if it was a little, you know, comic booky that moment? Um, it, you know, it needed to be more than, oh, you're kidding me. I killed her. <laughs> How else are you gonna play that? Should have should have said uh he should have said tortoise sauce like Patrick <laughs> and SpongeBob. Um as an aside though, have you guys have, have heard that there's gonna be a new Darth Vader yes, comic series so that's gonna take place right after Revenge of the Sith? Have you seen any of like the sneak preview panels it starts that off literally right there? So oh they, my god, I cannot wait for that to no. come out. I think I think they fixed the no. Yeah, they, yeah. Did they fix it though, or did they just make it less over the top? No, they fixed Does that, it. No, the, the, I think I, th- I think they fixed it. You'll you'll have to see. You'll have to Google the the, the panels the, the the panels after we're done. No, I just, no, I saw it, I, and oh, I'm yeah? and I'm still asking the question. Oh, okay. is it really fixed? I mean, it's shortened. It's just no. No, he it's says not, no. It's like so I, he yeah, says the no from the film, but then immediately right. afterwards. He like flips he out. Flips out, which oh, okay wasn't in that, the film. That would have if that yeah. was in the film, that would have. Yeah. I think that it. was a missed opportunity yeah. in the film. Like, I think to they really could have added of... a couple of O's on the no and left it that way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm really looking forward to that too. Aside, all right. What about your number threes, guys? My I'm number three. I'm afraid now. I think John's gonna hit me. Return of the Jedi. It's my number three. All right. You've got you've got the the continuation of 
one of the biggest cliffhangers in <clears throat> cinematic history. Um, what happens to Han Solo? And that's where you start the movie. You know, they're all going to 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 rescue Han. You know, which is really cool. And you get you get an introduction, a proper introduction to uh, the Jabba character. Uh, you get a little more Lando in there. You know, mm-hmm. lets Lando kind of develop as a character. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I I personally am a fan of the Ewoks. I, I, a lot of people are <laughs> oh they're just little teddy bears. No, they're this primitive race of little furry creatures. I don't have a problem with the Ewoks that were able to bring um, down trained military soldiers with blasters and grenades and walkers. Well, yeah, but I mean yeah. we're we're watching a, a a film where laser swords are a real thing. It's I mean it's you got to suspend your. Your belief a little bit, you know, literally travel from one end of the galaxy to each other, the other right. in hours, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> not days. So what's what's to say that that a um, a, a small pocket of primitive um, primitive warriors, because they're kind of a, a primitive warrior race, couldn't take down a big lumbering machine with giant logs and rocks? It's not a big deal, you know. I buy it, sure. How'd they and get the Ewoks logs up died in, in the that first battle place? too, bro. I know they did, and it was heartbreaking. Yeah, it was very heartbreaking. But to get logs up to that level, like to get logs that big and that heavy, that far up a tree, to be able to build up the momentum to crush right a walker, right? I mean, those are some buff teddy bears to say the least. Because I mean, well, <laughs> obviously they, they worked really well as a it. team. It probably took a lot of Ewoks to get those logs tied up in those vines and suspended that far. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, now, now I can say I'm disappointed, John. <laughs> are I you think, kidding me? Jedi's think, a great number three. Yeah, I think, or no, number three. Yeah. I think Return yeah, of the it, Jedi has some of the best scenes in the Star Wars saga. Totally. I mean, no, the, yeah, the, just, totally. The, just the part where Luke throws away his lightsaber and says, yeah. you know, I am a Jedi like my father before me. Like mm-hmm. that part, if that does not give you chills, you're not human. Like, I'm sorry. That's, get out. That's the moment where whiny farm boy Luke is killed and we get <laughs> Luke Skywalker, the man. You know what I mean? You get you yeah. get somebody that he now understands his his purpose his role in in the universe and you know he's not he's not gonna be turned to the dark side it's that definitive moment where the 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 good farm boy rises above and becomes the the warrior knight the wise warrior knight that he's supposed to be that's such a cool moment it is one so of my favorites cool. and that's the, the point saga. where that that farm boy little character, I mean, he comes. You talk about character development. There it is. No, dude. Yeah. Return of the Jedi is just, it's my number two, just throwing it out there already. Oh. But, uh, uh, it's funny, Kedra, you're not human if you don't like that moment. I, <laughs> I pick on my friend Joseph for the same reason. He hates that. Really? And I and I, I it's for the same I tell him, dude, it's symbolic. He's risen above the temptation. Yeah. He has grown into his own 
he's fulfilled the the prophecy, his destiny. He is a Jedi. He is his own man now. Nothing else matters at this point anymore. The rebels have won. He knows this. Nothing that follows matters anymore. What happens, happens. He's like, well, yeah, but I mean, he still has the Emperor right there. Why didn't he just attack him? It's like, dude, you're missing the whole point of it. And there have been many, many arguments about that. But he just, yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to. He's already won. He has won, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he won. That's why he's on the floor crying, being shocked by electricity, because he totally won. <laughs> Not the point. Yeah, I know. Ugh, that hurts my heart. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love my, my buddy Joseph. He's one of my best friends. We, we, we argue a lot, to say the but least. But that's yeah. also the moment where his father stops becoming Darth Vader. And that's where he really won. It wasn't... Yeah. He's... He's back to Anakin at that point, you know? I mean, that's like the culmination of the entire saga in that moment. And so so when the Emperor is attacking Luke and making him cry on the floor, that's the moment. (laughs) I mean, it was that line. It's that line, though, that, like, Vader had just heard that line delivered, you know? He's like, no, I am still a Jedi. And we are going to take down the Emperor, and I'm going to help my Jedi son destroy the emperor right in this moment you know and i do still have something i love padme may be gone but here's my son and and i'm gonna do this final act of love and redeem myself for the universe and destroy the emperor and throw him down the big shaft return of the jedi is it luke or is it vader or is it both oh that's a good question Ooh. That's I mean, a I, really good question. I've never been posed that question before. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I would I would probably have always said Luke. Luke right? I always would have said Luke. But, but now in this it, context, yeah. it's like, it that way, it's like I started thinking about it that right. way. I started it's thinking about deeper it now. Like a year ago. <laughs> so to yeah. speak, it was a Star Wars discussion I was having with Joseph. And I realized, like, dude, yeah, Return of the Jedi, it's not Luke. I mean, yeah, I mean, Luke. It is Luke. Brings back the Jedi, but... I think I like to think the title is referring to Vader and not Luke. Dude, that's brilliant. Wow. Yeah. That was <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> yeah. Have yeah. I redeemed myself in your eyes, John? Are we friends again? We've always been friends, pal. Day one. <laughs> Day freaking one. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're not wrong sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> And it's all the reasons you guys just brought up, like, that's why Return of the Jedi is my number two. Just how powerful the, the lightsaber fight isn't as flashy as Empire. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not the point. It's yeah. the most important lightsaber battle in the saga, mm-hmm. in the whole franchise. It's... Yep. The deeper meanings behind it is just, oh, uh, my God. I, you know what? It It might be the most important, but... Revenge of the Sith might also be the most important lightsaber battle. They're yeah. both pretty pivotal battles, both of them. Revenge of the Sith, I want to yeah. say as epic as it was, and yeah, right. as powerful as it was, you already yeah. knew how it had to end. Right. I mean, it, it was we, a all knew, we all knew how all the prequels were going to end, you know? 
It ends <laughs> with Vader yeah, turning yeah. into Darth Vader, right? So I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's easy Jedi to say that to for you know for a little bit there. You yeah, you know, you hadn't seen it before. You didn't know where it was going, right? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's true. You're right. But in terms of of historical importance, yeah, yeah, yeah. If if we didn't have that that battle, that lightsaber battle in Sith, we may not have the rest of the films. You know, if okay. Obi Wan hadn't had defeated Anakin and left him to burn, you know, at the end of that battle. We may not have the same Darth Vader, you know, we, who knows what Anakin could have been like as non-robot Darth Vader, you know, (laughs) he might have crushed the rebellion in one fell swoop had he not been handicapped with robot parts. You're right. From an in-universe historical perspective, those two battles are, are it. The good, Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but I, I agree. It's definitely, if it's not the most important, the Jedi lightsaber battle, it's it's A1 or A2, you know? Yeah. So, Return of the Jedi, this was Cat Ray's, no, this was John's was number three. My number three. My number five. What's your number three? Rogue One. Yeah, I was gonna, that was yeah. my guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, just for the know, reasons I'm, I brought I'm, up before, but also because it it enhances a lot of a new hope for me. It, it's the perfect setup for oh, a new yeah. hope. Sure, like literally yeah. the perfect setup. So, mm-hmm. uh, so not not to retread what I already how I already proved John wrong about Rogue One. Um, <laughs> it's a great no. It's a great film. It's a great film. But I mean the the weaknesses that it has. Drives me down a little bit, you know. Fair the enough. character, non-development, you know. Have you done the back-to-back Rogue One, A New Hope? Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. <laughs> That's what finally mm-hmm. cemented it for me. Like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. Rogue One has got to be up there just because everything has such a better meaning now. It's, Yeah. Plus that whole Death Star trap thing just became so much better too. It's like it was designed like that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that really helps a lot, you know, that it was specifically designed to be a weakness that wasn't very obvious and that the rebels got the information um that it was a weakness because it was leaked to them. No. Yeah, totally. So yeah, yeah Rogue One that was cool. number three. And you guys already know yeah. my number two is Return of the Jedi for said reasons. Despite right. the Ewoks and despite some of the goofiness at uh, Jabba's Palace in the beginning. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have a problem with the goofiness at Jabba's Palace. You know, I, I think uh, the Rancor scene was cool. Having that giant that monster. Was that really was really cool. cool. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, the Sarlacc pit. I like the original Sarlacc pit without the. Beak? The. Uh, Added. Yeah. Without the. The. the Audrey 2 from <laughs> Audrey 2 <laughs> Oh damn I never thought of it that is totally Audrey 2 you're it's right Totally Audrey 2 <laughs> and that and that when when they when they did that and put that part in I'm like ah oh, you just kind of like you went all little shop of horrors on me that's terrible yeah. Jabba Yeah exactly <laughs> Um 
I, I was fine with the Sarlacc the way it was, just looking like, you know, a big toothy maw. That that was fine with me. They didn't oh, need to put the... Um, Vader yelling no at re- at the end of Return of the Jedi. That is the yeah. one change I cannot forgive. Yeah. That is like it, people complain a lot about the special editions. I'm like, eh, it's fine, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah, this mm-hmm. might would have been better. Actually, like that change, you know, there it, it differs. But Vader saying no as he picks up the Emperor. Yeah. Oh no, that he ruined the climax of the whole original trilogy for me. Really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. I had completely forgotten about that. Man, he it doesn't decides, give you the exclamation point, huh? No, he he decides in silence. You know, just right. He just does it. There's yeah. no announcing. There's no. Yeah, I got to do this. Like John said, Padme is still alive through him. Yeah, I got to do this. Even if before the prequels existed, this is still my mm-hmm. son. That yeah. moment was so powerful without a single bit of dialogue. You mm-hmm. didn't need to know Vader's emotionless mask. You could see the dilemma still. I know, just because of the cinematography, yeah. the great directing, just the camera work on that scene. You just know he's struggling. You're seeing emotion on this mask. And then he does it, and it's perfect. Right. But then, no, you get the 2011 Blu-rays where he's like, no, no. Yeah. It's like, no, no you're right. Oh, he's picking me up. Oh, snap. Oh, you're right. No. It's like, uh No, it's you're, you're totally right. Totally You've right. forgotten about that. It never totally really bothered right. me until now that you just illustrated that. Now it bothers me. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Sorry. It didn't bother me much. But no, no, I totally hate it now. Well, you brought up the Zarlacc beak, uh, beak, so it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. Seeing the beak, I don't mind too much. Yeah, it, that bothers me less. But I loved the part in Jabba's palace where all the heroes disguise themselves to get themselves in. Mm-hmm. Like, like I didn't know that was Leia <laughs> until the first time she took her helmet off. I was like, whoa! Of course, I was a little kid. <laughs> When it was out yeah. in the theater, so I mean, I didn't, I didn't get it. You know, I thought it was just another cool character, you know, and uh, and then Lando, I, you could use easily tell that was Lando, but you're like, oh, it's a setup, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, and then, then Luke comes in, yeah, and I'm like, whoa, he's giving away the droids. What the, you know? <laughs> For me as a kid watching Return of the Jedi, it was when Luke force chokes the two guards. I'm like, okay, Luke is different. Yeah. Things are getting dark. He just yeah. like, okay, he and he's wearing dark. I mean, mm-hmm. as a kid, I really couldn't think too thematically into it. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh yeah, Return of the Jedi is all about Luke's soul. Like, no, it's not. As a kid, no, it's not. As a kid, it's like, oh, he just did that. That's cool. He should have done that in yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. But it's enough to register that, okay, things are different now. And it's like, yeah, awesome. Return of the Jedi has so much awesomeness in it, but then so much goofiness for me, and it just makes me sad. Battle, <laughs> Battle of Scarif is what Battle of Endor should have been. Just rebel on Empire. More rebels than Ewoks yeah. causing disruption. I, I don't mind the Ewoks themselves. I think they're kind of cute, and I like the whole Ewok yeah. village. I just don't like that they participated in the battle, and that was the deciding to factor. To that extent, they yeah. were the big part of the battle, yeah. Exactly. 
had we gotten a battle of scarif type of thing where it's just rebels against rebels i mean rebels against empire just gunning each other down like no this is the final stand this is where this is the line oh my it feels like it was a missed opportunity that you wanted more captain rex yeah (laughs) you wanted more captain rex you wanted more captain rex that's all just saying Mm -hmm. it's okay I, I want more. We Captain all want Rex. more Captain Rex. Less, less, less wicket and more Rex. <laughs> See, in my head, I, I I have thought about this way too many times, like more than I'd be willing to admit right here. <laughs> we it, all have. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a Star Wars podcast. podcast. Go ahead. If you're not going to admit it here, where are you <laughs> right. going to admit it? Exactly. Yeah. Wicked should have been the only Ewok at the battle, I think. Hmm. He could have done a few little things to help the Rebels out. Maybe done one little sneaky thing that really turned the tide. If you wanted to have an Ewok, you know, this little supposedly insignificant creature turn the tide. Yeah. Just just one. And I would have made Wicked that much more interesting, that much better of a, oh, it's Wicked. He's the one that single-handedly brought down the Empire because he was adorable and he did that. I... I totally agree that there's little things that they could have done to that film to make it even better. Mm-hmm. And that I totally agree that that would have made it better. Um, the Ewoks didn't bother me. Uh, the the big stones and boulders and throwing rocks and spears and and all that fun stuff. The rocks coming off the glider that didn't didn't bother me. Um, so for me, that's it's a good number three. So where are we on number threes? Have we mentioned them all? Yeah, well, we started, we were already talking about two because Adrian's two is Return, Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, oh, sorry, okay. sorry, right. I hijacked right. it to number right. two. My bad. That's all right. What's your number two, John? The Empire Strikes Back. Oh. <laughs> yep, that's my number two. A lot of people, that's their very favorite Star Wars film, and there's no yeah. reason why. Uh, you know, that, 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 I mean, you ask me on any given day and, 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 you know, yeah, it's, it's probably once in a while creeps up to my number one. Uh, but it's my, it's really for me, a new hope is my number one. Uh, (laughs) and I'll get into that in a little bit here, but empire is just such a great movie. It's probably the one it's, it might even be a better just John, watch this than uh than Rogue One. Like Oh, it totally to, is. To, inter- to introduce somebody into Star Wars, yeah. you yeah. show them Empire and they got pretty much the whole story without being spoiled one way or another, you know? Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Uh yeah. John, would you say that Empire is a better movie than A New Hope? But A New Hope is just like the OG, the one that captured your heart in the first place? Uh, no, not for no. me. I mean, f- f- but I'm not looking at it from like a complete critical standpoint. Um, I'm also looking at it as, as its place in history. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In terms of, of being innovative and changing cinema. Um, and I think Empire didn't change movies the way that A New Hope did. 
Fair enough. It, it didn't have the cultural impact I can, that I can, A New Hope did. I, I can take, I'll allow it. <laughs> I will allow it. Because you're right. You're bringing up a lot of good points. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just got to shut up my film theory brain a bit and like, yeah, he's right. It's totally true. So, yeah. But focusing on Empire, what a great movie. Oh, yeah. What a mm-hmm. great movie. I mean, it, it starts with, uh, uh, I mean, the music is probably the best soundtrack of yeah, all I Star Wars. That too. Totally. It's, it's the best yeah. score. It's the number one Star Wars score. Mm-hmm. Soundtrack wise, it's, yes. it's, uh, it's just masterful. It's the one that introduced um, the most new uh, iconic themes, I think, in a single film. Yeah. Yep. And it and it still it pays homage to the greatness of of the original soundtrack. You know, it's got so much connecting tissue, but then it goes in so many more beautiful directions. Uh, yeah. That uh, that that soundtrack is my favorite soundtrack, and we'll we'll probably do a soundtrack ranking at some point. You'll already know the answer to uh, <laughs> yeah. what I would say. Yeah. Spoiler. Um, yeah. I don't Spoiler think that will, alert will for be that. as cutthroat as this one has been. Probably not. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, Empire's just so good on so many so many levels. Um, it's it's just not only is it a great Star Wars film, it's just a great film. film. It's so good. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's my number two. My number two is A New Hope. Um, and I mean, you know, we've already kind of discuss that a little but i mean for me it comes down to i mean part of it's the nostalgia factor right like yeah a new hope is where it starts and even though the characters are all based on archetypes and it may not be (laughs) the most perfect movie from a a film perspective i mean that's the jumping in point so um and there's so much to, you know, we're introduced to all of the characters and like, it's just, it's just so good. And, you know, despite some of its flaws, um, you know, what's not to love? I love it. So number two. And like I've said before, I mean, A New Hope is the one I have the most posters for and and whatnot from a nostalgic standpoint perspective yeah that would be also my number one or two what is your number two it was return of the jedi (laughs) we spend so much time talking we start forgetting we start forgetting (laughs) no kidding yeah (laughs) and then yeah at this point you know that empires catanize number one (laughs) right Number right. one. Yeah. And 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 I don't blame you. It's it's most Star Wars fans number one film. Um but for me, A New Hope is my number one, and it always will be. And um I mean here we have a movie that was I mean, it's got a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's a complete film, you know. It doesn't leave you hanging too much at the end. There's no big cliffhanger. It's a complete True. story. Um, yeah. You get you get the introduction to the the most imposing, scariest, 
villain in cinematic history when Darth Vader walks onto the set. You just, you know, I mean, yeah, it's an archetype of villain. He's dressed head to toe in black. And, you know, he's he's fearsome. He's he's angry. He wants those plans. And um, and he's just perfect. He's sublime as a villain. Uh, he's the greatest villain of all time of any any story ever. I mean, I'm more afraid of Darth Vader than I am of Satan, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then you get. The story of of Luke, the farm boy who who didn't ask for any of this, you know, it just kind of happened to him and he was forced into it. And he's the reluctant hero. And, you know, he he picks up these droids on the way that are also lovable characters that um, kind of help him out. And, you know, he runs into the old wizard. I mean, it's it's everything I love. You know, it's it's. The dog fights, it's the Western aspect, it's the knights, it's the wizards, it's the space and technology, it's it's the monsters. You go into the cantina and you see all these creatures that it's just mind-blowing. It's like, when I saw that, I'm like, whoa, what is that? What is that? And every time you, you know, the camera would shift and you'd see five other creatures and you'd be just would want to stop and study each frame and try to figure out what they were all doing here at this bar besides, you know, getting drunk and all that stuff. Um, you make me feel and bad like here, man. What, you know, and, and you get all these, you know, you, you start making up these, these possibilities for each little creature that's there. What's the little bat dude? What's his story? And, and how about, you know, um, Snaggletooth, the, 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 uh, the hammerhead guy, you know, what's his race all about? And, uh, uh, you know, you get <laughs> introduction you. to Chewbacca. God bless you. And you get uh, um, all that stuff in the cantina. It's just amazing. You get this cool music that's kind of like Dixieland jazz, but it's got a space vibe to it as well without being over the top. And I mean, it's just so cool. You know, that movie was just so Walking into that film, and it's more than just nostalgia. It's totally nostalgia, but it's so much more. It was such a game changer for cinematic history. It like it changed sci-fi from being this this. It did. Oh yeah, it's just B movie stuff. It'll never make money. It's just for you know science nerds and all that. It turned it 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 opened the door for everything in fandom to be cool. And it changed not only the cinematic world, but it changed the world for for culture and for people. And it was just a good story about good versus evil and, you know, space cowboys. And the princess didn't need to be saved. She just kind of was a, a real kick-ass character by her, her own self. So and, true. And, you know, she just happened to get saved but then she wound up saving them you know it was just so many cool things about that film that a new hope and to me a new hope is a new name to me it's just star, <laughs> star wars, wars. Yeah. yeah it's star wars <laughs> and it was the birth of everything and it was 
you know, here I am, a, a 46-year-old man, and I still love this movie. It lasts. It's still great. It holds up. Mm-hmm. You introduce it to kids, and they love it, and they glom mm-hmm. onto it, too. And it's just, it's it's nothing but the best Star Wars movie. John, in the, in the hopes of redeeming myself a little bit more in your eyes. <laughs> Is it would would it help if I said that I put Empire and A New Hope on their own little pedestal apart from all the other movies? Totally, totally. (laughs) Does that help? Totally helps. Totally. Because yeah, all all the ranking stuff aside, and my film theory mind and my personal thing aside, just Empire and A New Hope are special to an extent that none of the other movies have been able to be. I mean, A New Hope was so groundbreaking on so many yeah, levels. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's not a perfect film. It's not a perfect film. But it's so perfect in so many other ways. I mean, yeah. we got special effects like we've never seen before. We got mm-hmm. sound design like we've never heard before. We got soundtracks like we've never devoured before. <laughs> um, in we an got, era of disco, no less. Yeah, yeah. right, totally. And it, and it gave us... Harrison Ford, which is one of the greatest actors of our time. Um, It gave us Mark Hamill, who, although he learned to 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 despise Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker for a period because he was so typecast, um, he found a way around it and and has become one of the great voice actors of our time. And one of the greatest human beings of our time. <laughs> Carrie right. Fisher, who, you know, turned into just a, a, a supernova of creativity and just a, a, a star like like no one else we've seen before from, you know, all the films that she's helped co-write and script doctor and all that stuff to the books that she's written um, the other roles that she's p- portrayed in film that uh, I don't believe get the justice they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it gave us so much. Star Wars gave us so much that that first movie that. I mean, for for all those reasons, it's my number one. 40th anniversary next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gonna I think fun, I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'm just gonna put a new hope on a loop and let her roll all week long. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. I know. I know. Adrian and I have the Empire Strikes Back as our number one, and probably for similar reasons. Um, as we've talked about, the Empire is just such as a whole. I think just such a great movie from beginning oh, yeah. to end. There, there's a lot more quotable lines. It's the dialogue's better. The, the, uh, the development of the love story of Han and Leia, um, the development, the heartache. That is the key yeah. word he just said. Yeah. For Empire. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, it takes, it takes everything we loved and it develops it and it gives yeah. it more, more life and more breath and more meaning. It totally does. It and amplifies the story so well. It, ra- it raises I'm not fault. the 
it raises the archetypes from a new hope totally into does. something yeah. different. It does right. what any good sequel does and, you know, builds on the world and takes it in a new direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just a rehash of the first movie like so many other sequels tend to be, too. I mean, there's a reason that when people say, when people are talking about a sequel, they either compare it to The Godfather Part 2 or The yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Right. Yeah, because those are yeah. the two great sequels um, in cinematic history. Pretty much. So, and it just does everything it's supposed to supposed to do as a sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also, like you guys said, I never thought of it this way either. But you guys, you guys are totally right. It does just work as its own film too. Like thinking about it, it's it, like, yeah, you're right. I mean, a new hope, obviously, you need it. But if you were just to watch, sit down and watch Empire with no other knowledge, I can't see why you won't enjoy it. You're reintroduced only- to the characters again. The only problem with Empire is that you almost have to watch Jedi. The cliffhanger. To, to get the rest of the happens. story. Yeah. Yeah, the you, have to, you have to because because now you know about the whole Luke Vader thing and you wonder what how that plays out. Mm-hmm. You obviously you, you need to find out what happens with Han, you know. Um uh, yeah, I mean those those are huge um, threads to the story that need to be tied up, and luckily we're lucky enough to have that in Jedi. D- depending on which school of thought you subscribe to when it comes to stories, um, yeah, um, that's like the only real argument I ever hear people talk about Empire that it's not its own self contained story. So. But it's not supposed to be either. It's it's part of a bigger picture. So yeah. again, that's that's an iffy topic because I can understand, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It doesn't finish the story. It leaves you hanging. But at the same time, it is the middle act of a larger three act story. So And and we're on the precipice of, of getting that again. Oh my god. In the yes. last Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, I hope it's so amazing. <laughs> I would have put that up there with Empire and my other ones. I mean, yeah. it's it's just so thrilling that we're now in an era where this podcast, this episode, could completely change twelve months from now. Yeah, it's true. Seven. If we're going to be precise, it's seven, right? Right. Yeah. No, but I mean, a year from now. Um, We'll have Han Sooner Solo, than the that. Han Solo standalone too. Right. So. Yeah. Oh snap! That's right. <laughs> so I mean, we're gonna get in twelve months. We're gonna get so much Star Wars. Oh, I'm just crying happy tears thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and this whole list, this whole list, could be blown up and and reconfigured into a way that none of us can imagine right now. It's true. We'll have to do a re-ranking. I know. Uh, <laughs> next May. Next May, the re-ranking, the reckoning. <laughs> reckoning. Ranking. Reckoning. Reckoning. Ranking. You guys know what I mean. Wow. So yeah, so, I'm not gonna lie. You guys surprised me a few times there. <laughs> and I'm, it's I know. Always interesting to <laughs> to see you where things fall thank you for still talking to me guys 
<laughs> Don't kick me out of the club. <laughs> it's like whenever I say that about a new hope, people I always get to go into defense mode, like, no, no, stop. I love a new hope. I adore a new right. hope. It is one of the sure. best movies ever made. But right. If you take the nostalgia and all the other stuff out of it, it's right. Yeah. It's like still a, awesome. It's still awesome. <laughs> it's still awesome. It's still my favorite Star Wars movie. You take take the nostalgia away. Still my favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> they all they all have something. They to love. all have something. Even the very last film on on all of our rankings, it has a moment in it where it's just like, oh my god, yes, can I just watch that on repeat? <laughs> Even the Clone Wars. Even the Clone Wars. <laughs> that scene with Yoda. Huh? No, animated, uh, bro. Sorry, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, you're thinking <laughs> Attack of the Clones. <laughs> the, Clo- the Clone Wars movie, we're not talking about that. No, we already I, did. Uh, we, 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 co- we covered, we covered the, that in the last I podcast. Know, know, and, I'm just trolling now and, at this and point. It didn't, yeah, no, it, 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 that was my problem with it, is it didn't give us that rewatchable moment. Um, yeah. So, for sure. Well, but, no, I'm sorry. Attack of the Clones with Yoda, you know. Well, there you got it, folks. The yeah, the ranking, the reckoning has happened. I, I feel, I feel like we just got through a battle here, <laughs> <laughs> but we came out as better people because of it. <laughs> well, and I, I think everybody made a lot of good points, and you know, to reiterate, it's not that we dislike any of these movies no not at all all of these movies right it's it's actually i mean i'm i feel so wishy-washy about this because it's like like you guys have said at any given moment it could totally change and just because i have a movie lower on my list it doesn't really mean it's like yeah it's the worst movie that's all it is yeah you know it's like because i love all of them and so, you know, saying something is number eight or whatever doesn't mean I know. that. Yeah. No, and, and that's one of the <laughs> one of the problems I have with list casts like this is that you have to <laughs> you, you got to categorize it. And I don't want to. I don't want to make The Phantom Menace my least favorite Star Wars movie theatrical film. You know, I don't want to live action. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, I mean, just hearing. But it, I mean, it, but. I mean, but I have to, and it kind of sucks. Yeah. Because I love them all. Yeah. Love them all. Just hearing John going about a new hope, I was like, damn, maybe I got it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So my list is already different now from when we started, uh, what, nearly two hours ago? So. Yeah. 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 Well, in in the spirit of moving things along. I think it's time to hit up Star Wars Would You Rather. And now it's time for the game that's sweeping the galaxy from the ice planet of Hoth to the sun-drenched sands of Jakku. It's time for Star Wars Would You Rather. Sorry about the mess. Hold on. Hold on. But droids are not welcome here. They're ruining the whole game. And this week, I think uh, Star Wars with you rather. Um, we're going to uh, we've we've kind of discussed 
like capes in the past. We discussed uh, places that you would uh, you, you'd rather be. But this time, uh, I thought that we would go with uh, Star Wars. Would you rather have Boba Fett's helmet or Darth Vader's helmet? And you had to walk around with it all the time. All the time? All, all the time. The- I'm going to go Boba Fett because at least you could take it off and you don't need it to breathe. You would die. It off. <laughs> um <laughs> it's an aesthetic choice. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I gotta go with Vader here. Just it's Vader. It's, it's <laughs> always Vader. Just there we go. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and and I gotta go with Vader also. Uh, because you don't have that weird eyepiece thing that can get caught in the trees above your head when you're walking around. I mean, that thing's <laughs> got to be... That thing's got to get tangled up in things from time to time. Whereas Vader's got that cool aerodynamic top. But Boba Fett probably gets really good Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Darth Vader's all, can you hear me now? I right? Think it- <laughs> good. <laughs> Who sees better, you think? Yeah. I mean, Vader's got the big old bug eyes. I think it depends on if that little eyepiece thing comes down or not. It's true. It does, I think. Well, but I mean, like, when it's down, you probably got better eyesight. But when it's up, let's say it's broken, I'm thinking Vader's. I mean, we get to see the world through Vader's eyes in um, Revenge of the Sith. And it's all cool and red and electric looking. Yeah. That's pretty all good. Diagnostics and yeah. stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, aesthetically, yeah, I got to go with Vader. But I mean, practically, I think Boba Fett's would work better just, you know, based on where I live anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Are you sure you don't want that filter in the front to keep all the sand out? That's yeah. Good point. Then, and lose my daily source of fiber? No, um, <laughs> no, but I, I, I mean, just because uh, wearing walking around in the El Paso sun right. in the summer with yeah. a black helmet on, black helmet, yeah, my God, walking around right. with a Boba Fett helmet, it's you know earth color, it won't absorb as much heat, and possibly has better eyesight if I bring down the thing. True. The antenna. So True. like when sandstorms like the one that hit today kind of happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. But on the other hand, and I haven't looked at the schematics, so I don't know for sure, but I'm just guessing that the helmet that belongs to the uh, burn victim might have specialized cooling technology built right into it. Ooh, very good point, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's still Vader, regardless. I was going okay, to change yeah. it. But. Right. Cool, cool. <laughs> Vader's helmet be my be my my helmet. Alrighty. Cool. So what do we got next now? Attack of the Fandom. Ready attack! On the double! Fire! Sweet. 
Let's start with Cat Ray. What's your attack of the fandom this week? Ugh, I'm kind of dropping the ball on this week's attack of the fandom. Um, it's Star Wars related, um, but for May the 4th, I bought my kids this book called Five Minute Star Wars Stories. Mm-hmm. And they are completely obsessed with it. <laughs> um, they they love all the Yoda stories. They love the pod racing story. So I should I'll back up a bit. It's a book um, of called Five Minute Star Wars Stories, and it basically has at least one story that goes along with every movie, and then there are a couple for A New Hope and uh, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. So I think maybe like you know, eight or nine in total. And yeah, they just every night, mommy, read us a star Wars story. Mommy, read us one about, read us one about Yoda. I want Darth Vader. They really love, there's one about pod racing. They love that one, which is why I'm pretty sure that's going to be a big hit when they get a little bit older and can Mm -hmm. watch the Phantom Menace. So see a little boy be the best pod Mm -hmm. racer. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? Yeah. So, yeah, so so that's my my attack of the fandom this week is the book Five Minute Star Wars Stories. Um, my kids, who are three and a half, just think that is the absolute best. And they, they've already started, now that we've read enough of them, that they're starting to repeat the stories and quote unquote read them because uh, they're not quite old enough to read yet. But yeah. uh, they're, they're just loving that. So uh, I think it's a way to, you know, start and keep furthering that love of Star Wars. Uh, but they're they're really enjoying it. Yeah. And the illustrations are really cute, too. There's it's it's also illustrated. So, um, yeah. So it's just kind of a, a fun book to share with my kids. I got, I got another one for you. I was going to tell you about this. Actually, you just reminded me. Might as well do it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're doing that whole journey to Star Wars The Last Jedi, right? Uh huh. Have, have you seen? Have you guys seen the it's the cover for the Legends of Luke Skywalker? It's no. a collection of stories, just all about Luke. I think it's for kids, if I remember correctly. It's a children's book. Oh, oh really? So they're all just Luke Skywalker based stories about you know him as a farm boy, him as a Jedi. I'm sure there's going to be Ooh. nuggets in there that'll explain some of the stuff in Force Awakens and Jedi. But the well, let me let me read the Amazon description here. All right, a collection of myths and tall tales about the legendary Jedi Luke Skywalker, written by Nebula, Ugo, and World Fantasy Award-winning author Ken uh, Liu. So it's about four hundred pages, but it's all just a lot of short stories. Um, I don't know, maybe something you could you might be interested yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll probably read it anyway, regardless of whether or not it's a children's book. Um, so, yeah, I, I I had seen that blip cross my cross my dash uh, from Celebration, so I'm looking forward to that one for sure. And if it's a kid's book, even better. My kids will freaking I love it. I believe it's a kid's book, so shit, I'm going I'm to I'm get it. <laughs> I'm a big kid. Oh, it comes out on Halloween. Nice. Very what about nice. you guys? Adrian? Uh, my attack? So, I guess after weeks and weeks of trying to get to the theater to watch this one, I finally managed to sit down and watch Colossal. 
Have you guys heard of uh, heard about Colossal? Is that the on me, one brother. with um Anne Hathaway? Yes. 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 I saw the trailers and it looked interesting. What did you think? <laughs> okay, so I, I love these kind of quirky indie movies. Mm-hmm. And just finally being in the theater. I don't know, maybe just because I was finally in the theater, I was so happy to finally just be seeing it. I, I, I adored the movie. So the okay. quick synopsis, right? It's about this uh, party girl named Gloria whose life is pretty much just kind of falling apart because of her uh, alcoholism. She's she's an alcoholic. You know, her boyfriend kicks her out of her apartment. She loses her writing job. You know, her life's just a complete mess. So she moves back to her hometown, to her, her old family's abandoned house, uh, to try and start over, right? At the same time, there's this giant kaiju monster <laughs> appearing and attacking uh, South Korea and, and Seoul, just causing all this mass destruction. So you think, what did the two have in common, right? Uh, Gloria realizes, after some you know more alcohol-fueled mishaps, that she controls the monster's movements. You know, the monster is like an avatar of her. So, wow. you, so you've seen the trailer, you know, you, you've seen a, you've seen the monster dancing while she's dancing. You know, it's just, it's just uh-huh. kind of silly that way. <laughs> so right off, the, just right off the bat, just seeing the trailer, I was like, I'm sold. I got to see this. That is so quirky and awesome. Like, how are they going to explain that? You know, I thought it was going to be a straight up comedy and it is, it's pretty funny. But it's also got a lot of, you know, layers to it. It's it's a dark comedy, so there's some pretty dark moments, too, in it. Uh, but there's a lot to say about, you know, alcoholics and how you can or in some cases can't, you know, overcome it, overcome your issues. You know, how it not only affects you, but the people around you. It's, it's just a movie with a lot of little, little layers like that to it. Oh. And, you know, I absolutely adored it. So if, if it shows up at Redbox near you or on your Netflix queue... I highly, highly, highly recommend Colossal. All right. Cool. I I do remember seeing a trailer and thinking that it looked interesting. So I will put that on my list. I mean, you got to it's a character comedy with giant monsters in it. I mean, (laughs) what's not to love? What's not to love? Yeah, I can't not praise it enough. Okay. But would my wife like it? Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. What about you, Jenny Boy? What's your attack? For me, my attack of the fandom, I was going to talk about uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, which Ooh. I haven't finished, but I'm loving so far. Uh, but I will talk about a movie, so I'll probably talk about that next week, okay. uh, just as a, a, a snapshot for the future. Uh, <laughs> but I will talk about a movie I saw in its entirety that I absolutely loved, and that's Disney's Moana. Oh, Moana. Such a good film. Oh, man. I still haven't seen it. It's the, of course you haven't. It's the, uh, (laughs) it's, it's the story of uh, a Hawaiian, you could call her a princess. In fact, I'll allow that. Um, And the mythology of, like, it's a made up mythology of, of Hawaiian creation and, and kind of like their gods and demigods and stuff like that. Um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson plays one of the the main characters, and he is freaking awesome in this movie. Uh, the character of Maui, uh, so good, and he sings. And I'm like, that's the Rock singing, and it's actually good. 
I was like blown <laughs> away by that. But for me, the the scene that oh, by the way, a Star Wars connection, oh. Alan Tudyk. Yes, yeah. Uh, it's very small part plays a villager, and uh, former Pittsburgh Steeler Troy Polamalu also plays a villager, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, but for me, the the scene that really really spoke to me was the giant crab creature. Um, I think it's Tamatoa, and it's voiced by Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords, who I freaking love. I love that guy. (laughs) And he sings this song that it's a total, like, David Bowie-type song, which he does such a great David Bowie. And it's just so good and so funny, and it's just a great film. Um, Disney does it again. Moana's a great movie. Um I just absolutely loved it. Go see Moana. All right. Red box. I actually have it on DVD. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Gotta watch it. So good. The boys will love it. Wasn't Alan Tudyk also the rooster in the film? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think he was the rooster. And also a villager. And a villager. Dang. That's Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I will like, totally. But the villagers have like a line or two, you know. All the villagers do. All right. Sweet. Yeah, I'll watch it, man. I, I've been meaning to really get on it. I've heard nothing but praise for that film. Yeah, it's, me too. It's so much fun. So much fun. It's kind of got a uh, um, I am an ego Montoya. You <laughs> killed my father. Prepare to die. Kind of like. Um, little part to it, which I also love. Ding, ding. All right. Sweet. So, on that note, what do you guys say we start wrapping up here? Let's wrap it up. Wrap it, bag it, put a bow on it. Time to go. Sorry. Put a mask <laughs> on it and call it Vader. Go ahead. <laughs> As always, thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Force Fan Podcast. Uh, let us know what you think about our listings. You know, you want to say how right we are? Do it. You want to cuss me out? If you want to say how how wrong Adrian is, do it. Do it. <laughs> if you want to make it more personal and hurt me, uh, <laughs> you can uh, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blue Lab Pro. All right. If you'd like to disagree or agree with any of my rankings, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. And if you want to tell me how great I am and how beautiful I am, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at that John Fred. So, once again, thank you. Uh, keep an eye out on Monday for our first standalone uh, Clone Wars Rewind release. Peace out. See you next week. May the Force be with you. <laughs>